Welcome to Light of the Southwest. I have a guest this evening that many of you probably know. It may have been several years since uh, you actually uh, saw Dr. Keaton, but I am blessed and honored tonight to have Dr. Bree Keaton with us. Doctor, Great to be here. Thank oh. you. Well, you know, uh, I know you had to travel to get here, and I know yeah. it was a little dark outside when you arrived. A little bit. But, you know, you had a friend with you, didn't you? That kind of right. helped lead the way. Isn't it wonderful to have those kind of people in our lives? Yes, it is. Well, and I know, Bree, just our brief visit, you have been that to a lot of, lot of individuals. And, yeah, we uh, see it's a lifestyle, really. Well, it is. When when we live for the Lord, it's yeah. just what we do, isn't it? Yeah. It's just what we do. But Everything I was so blessed. Everything is for the Lord and Amen. And God's people. Exactly. So. And uh, as you said earlier, you and I have not ever really met. We really don't know each other. But I am certainly looking forward to the time that we're going to have. And you've already kind of hit a hot topic with me when you showed me the books that you've written and, and you said in yeah. this book uh, is probably the most read and uh, most sought. Yeah. And so that's a subject matter that we're going to talk about in a bit. But okay. kind of catch us up. What's, what's going on in your life today? Well, uh, for the last 12 and going on 13 years, okay. uh, I've been working with the pygmies in the deep Congo of Africa, and uh, it turns out that the pygmies are being eaten by the rebel soldiers at mm -hmm. such a rate that two-thirds, more than two-thirds now, are gone forever. Wow. And they never got to hear that good news. Mm -hmm. So God sent me there with an audible voice and a command to go rescue pygmies. Mm -hmm. So it's been the greatest honor of my life. Wow. to go and reach a totally unreached people group. Mm -hmm. And oh, is it exciting to preach the gospel to some people that have never heard, don't know a thing, mm -hmm. and to tell them all about the one that loves them, that created them. Oh, mm -hmm. it is a thrill. Yes. You know, I have uh, some dear friends. In fact, uh, one young lady that went through Mission Messiah many years ago, oh, yeah. and she has spent some time in Africa. Uh, uh, with a major ministry over there and truly her heart much as yours has been just gravitated well I, I think there's a scripture I, I just now thought of it mm -hmm. um, if I can find it real quick 1 Samuel this is 1 Samuel 2 8 and this is God Mm -hmm. He raiseth up the poor out of the dust yes. and lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among princes Amen. and to make them inherit the throne of glory. Amen. Is that good? That's our God. Yeah. That's he our loves God. the least of these. Well, of course he, he loves us. Well, he loved you, you and me, didn't he? Yeah, of course. He loved me first and then I was able to go love everybody else. Amen. So, Bree, let's back up a little bit because uh, having not known you, I'd, I'd like to hear a little more of your testimony. I'd like to hear you were, you were playing with rock bands, uh, yes. many, many well-known names uh, uh, around the world. But back up to that point because my question to you before the show was, how would you come to the Lord? How did the Lord apprehend you? 
So. Oh, that was an exciting day. Uh, uh, my brother and I were touring. You were touring. You had a band, had yeah. a large band, and you yeah. were opening for you some. You know, horns, everything. The whole band. And so, <laughs> like, people from the Mad Dogs and Englishmen tour, we were touring with them. Okay. And uh, so people like Leon Russell. Right. And uh, we, we, uh, we opened for... Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Okay. We opened for Chicago. Yeah. Groups you're, like that. You're kind of telling your age, and you're telling my age when you talk about those groups. Well, now, know? just wait a minute now. <laughs> if you ever had a hit, you tour forever. There you go. You know this, well, right? Well, that's true. Even that's one hit wonders. There you go. They're going to tour forever. Yeah. So it so doesn't mean... So you were mean... opening, you and your brother and yeah. y'all's band, y'all were doing the openings yeah. for these, these names, Chicago and Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Right. And, and so... How in the world you how in the world the Lord apprehend you in that place? Well, one night, I'm gonna tell you what, I was very depressed okay. because what happens when you are in show business, there's usually a road manager, and his job is to keep the bands happy. Okay. So he carries a suitcase full of drugs. Uppers, wow. downers, uppers, downers. So you don't know whether you're coming or going half the time. This isn't every band, but this that's, is a lot of bands. That's his job, basically. It's his job. So I was uh, a mess. And one night I was so depressed that I got out all my pills and laid them all out on my bed. I was somewhere in Florida. Mm -hmm. And I lifted a big handful of pills to my mouth. I was just going to take them all and end my life Be because done. I had reached, now this is true, mm -hmm. the end of myself. Okay. I could not go on. And How so, long as had I, you been touring at that point in time? I started at three years old. Did you really? With my brother. So was your parents, were they a musical family? Or Showbiz something? mom. Showbiz mom. Okay. Yep. Always push, wanted push, you to be push, on the push. stage. That's right. So push, so push, push. What right. I really wanted was to sit in a corner and read. <laughs> that wasn't going to happen. Okay. So I uh, had other plans. Yeah. So uh, now I lift this to my mouth and the phone rang. And it was Steve, my keyboard player. Okay. And I picked up the phone and I screamed into the phone, what do you want? He says, turn on the TV. There's something you have to see. And I said, leave me alone. He said, no, no, turn on that TV. So I put down the phone. I went over and flipped on the TV. And there was Pat Robertson of the oh, 700 Club wow. pointing right at the screen. And he said, put down those pills. Wow. <laughs> He was speaking to you. He yeah. was. Yes. That was God. That was and God. I knew it was God. Yeah. So I put down the pills and I said, God, you found me. How did you find me? Amen. And, 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 you know, at that point I realized God had my phone number. And he does. And, you know, I, wanna, I want you to hold that right yeah. there because, you know, we're listening to an amazing encounter with God right here, right now. And that is the desire of God's learning channel, is to present to you opportunities to hear the faithful, loving Father that created each one of us, that gives each one of us life and breath in our very existence. And this is only possible with your support with you partnering along with us. And so there are a number of different partnership levels, but we just want to ask you tonight, 
would you come along beside us so that we can continue to have the opportunities to hear amazing testimonies like Dr. Keaton is sharing with us even right now. Let's continue on. So Dr. Keaton, what a situation. I, I a, you've got a handful of pills. Yeah. I was going to end it all. And now you're watching Pat Robertson on television and he's pointing <laughs> his finger at you. Yeah. So now I went and flushed all my pills. Now, listen, when you're an addict... What did you tell your manager? What, well, what, how now, did he respond? When what? you're an addict, you can't do without the pills. So that was courage. But I flushed him because I knew God found me in my darkest hour. I called in the middle of the night. I called my manager. I said, I'm quitting. I'm quitting show business. I'm going home. You can't quit. You shined all those contracts in blood. And you're going to, or you'll be blackballed forever. You'll never work again. I said, that's just fine with it's me. Fine. I'm out of here. Anyway, I quit. My keyboard player, Steve, quit. We went home to Kansas City, which is my hometown. Okay. And Kansas girl. Missouri. Oh, Kansas, Kansas Missouri is fighting girl. words. Don't oh, that's you right. say you're that. You're right. That's right there on the board. Oh, okay. that's it. Yeah. So we're Missouri. And um, so we checked in a hotel. We got down on our knees. And I looked at Steve. I said, well, what do you think we should do? He says, I, I don't know. What do you think? I said, okay, here we go. I said, now, uh, Jesus, save me. <laughs> and he goes, Jesus, save me. And I looked at him. I wow. said, you think we did it? He goes, yeah, I think we did it. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that. So we were safe. I love that. We, you know, yeah. that's the first, uh, I interviewed Anna Johnson, I was telling you, just, just yesterday, in fact, yeah. we, were, we were doing a show, and she's just written a book. I know you have four books. She's just written a book about overcoming. Oh. And the first <clears throat> step of her eight that the Lord has revealed to her, downloaded to her, of overcoming is exactly what you just said. It yeah. is crying out and saying, Lord Jesus, I need you. That's it. And that's it. And that's he said, what he's waiting Call on for. the name of the Lord and you'll be saved. Yes. And, and so this, yes. it isn't that hard. Oh my goodness. Precious ones, are you listening? There are so many of you that are out there hurting right now that don't know which way to turn, that can't pay your bills, that, that uh, you're holding a handful of pills or a bottle, and you need to listen to what we're saying right here. This is some beautiful confirmation that uh, Dr. Keaton has given us right here. Well, well I got there's life. more. Well, keep I coming. I stood up off that floor after I asked him to save me and I was delivered in that moment of alcoholism and drug addiction. God. I was delivered. That's right my God. An he came to set the captives free. free. Amen. And I was a captive. Yes, you were. Yes, I was. Yeah. We were. But he loves us so much. He finds us in our darkest hour. He will find us. He will. And there might be people listening right now, and, and you're hurting. And maybe you've lost people this year. Mm -hmm. I did. But God didn't tell me to quit and die. He told me to keep going. Mm -hmm. And when it's my time, it's my time, which isn't today. Right. Every day is precious. 
And there are so many people that need the Lord out there. They're hurting. They're in darkness. They need to hear this good news that Jesus will save us and deliver us and he'll heal us. Amen. And you know, Amen. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't want you to take lightly what what Bree has just shared with us that she has had losses last year and we both we both agree we don't like to dwell on that place. We don't like to give the enemy time. But I, I, I want you to understand the depth of what she is saying because I want you to appreciate her resolve and her faith in the Lord Jesus Christ to deliver her through an extremely challenging year. So, Bree, could you, would you tell us a, l a little bit about uh, how, who you did lose? I mean, I lost uh, my office manager of 12 and a half years. Okay. And he ran my website, too. And that's still in transition. Then I lost my husband of 39 years. Wow. And then I lost my head of operations, who was my head interpreter, in Africa. The three theaters of my life, gone in one year. One year. And so uh, I could, like, throw myself down and cry. Oh, you I, could, I, I you did that. Crawl, Wait a minute. I did the, that. Did you? And then yeah. I did ice cream therapy. I did it. But I also got up and worshiped the Lord. Amen. And in the end, he said, go through the storm yes. triumphant. Come on. Because you're going to come out the other side. Yes. We're not saying don't mourn. There's a season no. for this. There, We're yeah. not saying that it's, it's happy-go-lucky when you lose people. It isn't. No, it hurts. No. But Jesus said he'd be my husband. Yes. And he made special provision for the widows and the orphans. Yes. And so as a widow, God came to me and he told me he loved me, Amen. put his arms around me, Amen. and he saw me through all of this, yes. tried as gold. Yes. He yeah. is faithful. So is I faithful. feel the joy of the Lord. In fact, I can tell you that I'm just inside. I'm bursting with joy because I know my God. And those who know their God will do exploits. So we're going out. And uh, I just did a whole tour in California here just a couple months ago. And everywhere I went, everybody there in the room was healed. Supernatural yeah. healings of every kind. People got out of wheelchairs. Every disease you can imagine, people got up healed. Amen. And this is in the face of so much loss, yet I tell you, God is our Redeemer, he and is. my Redeemer lives. Amen. That's one of my favorite old songs, you know. I you love it. I could break out in song here, but I know that well, we my could. Redeemer lives. I know. He, I know that I know. my Redeemer lives. I know. And that's, that's what you have to know. That's what you must internalize is that Jesus lives but he doesn't just live, he loves you. He loves you. Amen? And he will carry you through these difficult times. In fact, he says, count difficulty as joy. That's right. Because it's building faith and perfecting patience. And what that means is that the next fiery trial that you may face, your patience effectuates what Dr. Keaton just said. You know that you know that you know that your Redeemer lives and He will see you through to the other side. 
Is that correct, Doctor? I, I just have to read something now. You know I love the Word so much because the Word is a person. Yes. And people forget. They just think it's words on a page. No, it's alive. This is the living Word. This Word is alive. So I wanted to read out of Exodus, and this is interesting to me. You see, He is the God that shows us who he really is. Amen. He's the fiery trial, but he's also uh, the refiner's fire. Yes, he is. So he will take us through things, but remember there's always, you're going to come out on the other side exactly. triumphant. Exactly. So that's refiner's fire. And that's the purpose of it. Is but to bring he us is fire. He this is, is the revelation I just had. Come on. Not only about his glory, which yes. he gave me, Yes. He gave it. He gave it to you. He yes. gave it to me. Yes. In John 17, it says, God gave Jesus his glory, and Jesus gave it to us. Yes. Why? So the world would believe that, we are that God sent Jesus to yes. us. So we're to walk in that glory. Amen. Christ lives in us the hope of Come glory. On. We release that glory. Amen. Which is bright. It's light. It's the very presence of the Lord who lives in us. Amen. We let our light, yes. which is the glory, shine. so shine before men that they will glorify God who is in heaven. Yes. So I was, I was thinking about the fire of God, the glory of God, mm -hmm. and then I was rereading this scripture. Okay. Now every time I read scripture I get something new. Does that happen mm -hmm. to you? Oh, absolutely. It's like, what? Yeah. Was that? Yeah. What? And, and so look at this. Exodus chapter 3, verse 2. Now everybody's seen Exodus, the movie. Of course. Mm -hmm. We've all seen Exodus. But uh, we, we know about the burning bush. Mm -hmm. And we've seen the movie, oh, there's the burning bush, the burning bush, the burning bush. Wait a minute, wait a minute. There's more. Mm -hmm. Watch this. This is great. <clears throat> and the angel of the Lord, that's pre-incarnate Christ. Mm -hmm. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him, Moses, in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. Amen. That was Jesus. Mm -hmm. He was the flaming fire. Not the bush on fire, although right. the bush appeared to be on fire. Amen. It was Jesus burning yes. wow. in that bush. Mm -hmm. And as we go through the fire, mm -hmm. this last year, very fiery for me, and a whole lot of people listening, you've been through it. Oh. Yes. But I'm going to tell you, stop looking at the bush and look at Jesus. Come on. Because he's the fire that's right. In the bush. And he said, Moses, come on. Follow me. That's it right. isn't over. It's not finished. You thought you were all done in that desert, no. but I'm calling you Amen. out of that desert yes. back. Back. To Egypt well, where you're going to make a difference and lead your people out. Amen. You're going to lead them out. Amen. Oh, I and can't do that, these fiery Lord. trials, these fiery trials burn that within one's That's soul. That's it. You know, in fact, I had a good friend that wrote a song one time. You're a musician. You'd appreciate this. But the name of, the, name of the song was Putting Iron in the Soul. Oh. Putting Iron in the Soul. But that's what you're talking about right here, yeah. Bree, is God puts iron in the soul through the fiery trials. It's true. And, and it's true. It is truth. And so... Please understand that it's, it's like I was sharing with someone today. You've heard the story of the alchemist and, and how they purify the gold and how they know when it's 
purified. But yes. they have to heat that up. They put fire to it, and, is, and the fire brings the dross. And then they scoop and that. And they scoop it. Get that off, right off of there. And then they put some more fire under it. That's right. And they bring more of that dross to the top. Impurities. This is my it, life you're talking oh, about. Oh, come on, right sister. I mean, this is the this impurities is my of life. This is it. It's, it's, it's my life. But guess what? When you, when you can embrace the reality that it is the living God that created you that is behind it for His purposes and for your well-being, then you can begin to get excited about it. I'm excited. Woo! Come on. When I saw this, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire, and everybody only looks at the bush. Look at the bush. It's like looking at the forest for you. Wait, wait, wait. It was all Jesus the whole time. Come on. Yeshua HaMashiach it's the whole time. Yeshua And everybody HaMashiach. else will only talk about the bush. Come on. That's good. We're missing it. That's good. Well, and the point is, through the fires, the, the ultimate end of that alchemist again is it's pure when he can see his reflection. Yeah. And, and that's what you have to understand. We were made in the flesh, in the carnal, and God is sanctifying us wholly, spirit, soul, and body. Refiner's fire. Oh, yeah. You're my heart's desire. I love that song. Amen. Amen. And it just goes through me all the time. God is refining us. Always. And you see that a great revival's coming. So I know it. As you begin, he, where he's getting us ready. Amen. As you begin to understand the truths of what we're saying, then you can begin to be thankful in everything. You can yes. begin to rejoice and in everything, because you know that God is in the middle of the fire with you. That's right. Amen? That's right. So now if we're talking about our God who is a flaming fire. Yes. He is fire. Yes, a refining fire. And he is an all-consuming fire. Think about who He is. Yes. He's the God that answers by fire. Yes. Woo! That's my God. That's right. And That's we've right. lost all sight of oh, this. because... And we've we've allowed the word to be watered down. We, you know, uh, there's not Wait. that conviction. We, as the word warned us in these last days, there's been that teaching that has been prevalent of grace unto lasciviousness. No, you can do anything. You no. just live life and we just. We used to call that greasy grace. I, that's what I call it, greasy <laughs> grace. And that is not but, our Lord. No, our no. Lord is a consuming, refining fire. That's right. He is. And when we remember that, we'll be all right. That's right. But listen, he led the people out of Egypt, which was full of devils. Yes. By the fire by night. Mm. He was always the fire. Amen. He That's was always good. the fire. That's good. Everybody's man. forgotten who this God is That's that we right. serve. Ooh. He's burning out the dross. He Come on, there's is. people listening right now. You need to repent. The there's draw. things in your life That's that right. you've tolerated, you've allowed, mm. and God is burning out that dross now. Just raise right. your hands and, and say, Lord. Up. Deliver me. Come on. Set me free Amen. from these addictions. Set me free from the false comforters. Yes. Set me free from all the things I've let the above you. And everything I've put above you, God, is sin. 
Amen. Every Amen. idol in my life, everything I put above you Take is sin. Lord, I, I ask, I ask you to forgive me mm. now. Amen. I repent. Amen. I repent, Lord, yes. and I choose you. Yes. Burn yes. out the dross in me, yes. Lord, and prepare yes. me yes. as a vessel of honor for this last day. Amen. Beautiful. You know what? We've already hit on the first two points of Anna's book. Wow. The first was our need for Christ, and the second is what you just said. It's forgiveness. It's repentance. Yeah. And guys, let me tell you, if you don't, if you don't make that turn of repentance, that's a 180 degree turn is what it is. Is that not right, Bree? Well, we're walking yes. with the world, we're playing with the rock bands, yeah. and all of a sudden we make a 180 and we don't care what they say. We don't, we don't care that we've signed contracts in blood. We are going to obey the Lord. That is repentance. Yes. And thereby comes forgiveness. So I love Psalm 51. Created me a clean heart of oh God. God. Now, I didn't bring you this, but I have a musical CD called Heart and Soul Surrender. Wow. It's very love to powerful. Hear and there are four songs that I start with that are dramatic pieces, and they're called Stripes, Nails, Thorns, and the blood. The name of your book. Yeah, but it yeah. started with the music. Really? And the songs so are the so book powerful. Is born out of the music. Yes, but it's okay. the way God wanted me to do it. Okay. So the Stripes song, there have been over 200, let's see, there have been about two, 250 million people healed just listening to that Stripes song. Wow. It has whip cracks in it. Mm. And people just get healed. This is all, all over the world, mm -hmm. on radio and TV as well. Mm -hmm. And then the nails, that's for deliverance. Mm -hmm. And you can hear the nails. And then mm -hmm. the, the thorns, deliverance for the mind. Mm -hmm. And the blood, everything else. Mm -hmm. So then it goes this way. Throughout all my books, I talk about repent repent, repent. Do you know there are people right now that are preaching, you don't ever need to repent again. When you're saved, you're all fixed. I wasn't uh, fixed. Uh, I was and, still a mess. In fact, we can just issue a warning right now to, to all of you that may be viewing. If you're not hearing a message of repentance from the, from the congregation that you're worshiping at, you need to ask God about that because repentance is imperative. Repentance is imperative. Do you know there are false prophets going around saying the book of Revelation will not come to pass because God loves us too much? Wow. I'm not kidding. Some Grace are famous. Some are famous. And the rest are saying there's no hell. Everybody's saved. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that are saying that. These are well-known people. Yeah. So here's what I want to say to you. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me oh, not away from thy presence. And up here, it says, I will teach transgressions thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto Amen. thee. Deliver me from Amen. blood guiltiness. Amen. And then the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite right heart. heart. O God, thou will not despise. Amen. See, so this that's is what the he's true looking for. gospel here. He's looking for a broken heart and a contrite spirit. 
throw yourself on the sword of the Lord and let him kill you. Amen. I should tell you this story. Come on. Now, <clears throat> after a few years of being in ministry, because right away when I got saved, people wanted me to come play music in their churches. I was no more ready than a man in the moon. But I could play the music. And eventually I figured out how to walk with Jesus a little better. Yeah. And things went along. And uh, after a while, we had been in ministry a few years. Then I decided it's time to stop and have children. Mm -hmm. So I took six years off to have my boys. I have three boys. And I nursed them all. I, I want to back up here. This is, and I'm getting to now. something real important. Go ahead. When you... Uh, the night with the handful of pills. Yes. And the man that said, turn this on. That was, God, that was 700 Club. That was a 700 Club. That was Pat Club. Robertson. And, but, but the man that told you to turn on that, he was your keyboard player? Yes. Now, is that the man that you married? Yes. Oh, my goodness. So, so well, put all these looking, pieces together to see. Do? There you go. Okay. <laughs> but now it's all coming together. Yeah. And if, once again, one of the things that, that, I want so much for you is for you to understand that God is speaking to us continually. He is yes. ordering our steps. He is orchestrating the events of our life. And once you ask him to come into your heart, like we're talking about tonight, and ask for his Holy Spirit to infill you, then you begin to hear as you've not heard before, you begin to see as you've not seen before. That's and that's right. why we want to encourage you in this tonight. Right. So we want God to open our eyes and our ears. And we're not talking about physical. That's all right. We're talking about spiritual eyes, spiritual ears. Yeah. And if you want to talk about that, then we have to go to Revelation chapter 4. Because this is... This is something that I like to talk about a lot. Uh, so we got to look at Revelation chapter 4. And by the way, while we're going there, mm -hmm. I want to tell you that Jesus has eyes as flames of fire. Yes, he does. And when he looks at you, he burns right through. Amen. He will burn it out. There isn't one thing right. you've ever thought or said or done Know. that won't be revealed in that right. day. And when he looks at you, oh, it's all revealed. You can't hide one thing. This thing. is why daily repentance, I believe in. Is important. Believe me, there are plenty of people preaching against that. No. But I believe in daily because you Lord, never know. You never know. When the devil comes, let him find no place in me. Right. But look here. Revelation yeah. chapter 4. After this, I looked and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the, who's the door? He is Jesus. the door. Jesus and is the door. And the first voice which I heard mm -hmm. was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. So right here, he is seeing and he is hearing. And God is opening the eyes of John. Mm -hmm. And he's opening the ears of John. Mm -hmm. This is what we want. Yes. Eyes so I laid it down for six years to have my children. And when I came back, uh, nothing was happening now. And 
meeting. I went to, nothing was happening. I no. mean, no phone wasn't ringing. Nothing was happening before no that. No engagement. I was no. ministering five and six and seven yeah. days and nights a week. Yeah. Because I had recordings out there that were getting sure. nationwide airplay. I had a TV show right. that I that I hosted called Something Beautiful, mm-hmm. and I was busy. Then right. the children, nothing. Right. And I knew that I was called. I can, you know, when you're called, you're called. That's right. It never ends. And so I went to church, and guess who was there? R.W. Shambach. <laughs> and he was Goodness up there gracious. just preaching his preaching heart out. Away. And I went home, and I laid on the floor, and I screamed, and I cried, and I, all day. Okay. And I locked the door. And I said, finally, I said, God, kill me. Right now, kill me. I cannot go one more day like this. Kill me. And he said, it's about time. Wow. That's what he said to me. I said, oh, oh. (laughs) Then I knew death to self. Yes, has to happen. And life in him. So I say to you, fall on the sword of the Lord. Amen. Die to self. And only then can you live in him. Well, isn't that what Jesus said? Yeah. He said, except we deny ourselves, we will not inherit his kingdom. So it's imperative that we die to our flesh. What was it he said? Except a man lose his life, he will not find life. But if you're still clamoring to hold on to the things that you're familiar with, that you enjoy and comfort you, then you're not dying to yourself. It's until that point of saying what, what Bree said to Jesus that day that made the difference, the profound Absolutely, difference. I was ready to die. Exactly. Now, at that point, then God can use you. Yes. Because I will tell you that even though I was saved, living for Jesus with all my heart, trying to raise my little boys, right. there was still some worldly stuff. Sure. I didn't know it, but it was hanging on me. You can't live in show business to the depth that I did and, and, not, not and get, get away you. from it right away. Not get on you. I you, needed deliverance. Well, I and, really did. And, and you know what? Isn't it interesting? In fact, I've shared this a couple of times here recently, but I love John chapter 11 where <gasps> Jesus calls Lazarus out of the tomb. Yes. Come forth, Lazarus. And so... You see, I, I've talked the last couple, couple of days about, you see that, that receiving of the Word of God to come, but then Jesus had another directive. That's right. Take off the grave that's clothes. It. That's it. And that's what you're that's talking it. about right here. You're talking about still wearing grave clothes Well, around. everybody's doing it. That's right. Everybody. Yeah. And they're and, dead and this works. Is tragic. Yes. Lay it down. Die. Yeah. Die so that God can raise you up. Amen. That's good. Preach it, sister. Die to self and, and listen then. God really will. He'll, he'll go to work. Yeah. If, if you want, one of the things that I've, I've also said for a long time that God hit me with several years ago, Bree, was the devil's such a liar. I mean, Jesus said it was his native tongue. He's been lying from the beginning, right? Yeah, so he's a, he's a master magician, yeah. you know, always deceiving. But it began to dawn on me, 
how many people get caught up for adventure in all of his lies, whether it's drugs, whether it's the fast lane, the, the rock bands, the music, the men, women, whatever it is, get right. caught up in those things thinking that's the great adventure. Let me tell you, the great adventure, precious ones, is dying to self and living by faith. You have never been on an adventure like living by faith. That's it. That's is it. That, so I, hear I just you tell saying that. everybody, you know, I've made this my lifestyle. Every day I repent. It, it depends on the day. I might repent several times. Amen. <laughs> like somebody cuts you off a traffic. <laughs> no, <laughs> Father, I forgive, forgive them. Yeah. Oh, oh, I have to tell you this. One time I was going behind this truck, big old, big old big honking truck. truck, big truck. Uh, you know, the type that opens up from the back yeah. like this. And he was poking along, hogging the road. Yeah. I was late. I was so late. Yeah. And I had a real important appointment. Right. Oh, man, I got upset and I started honking. <laughs> and the more I honked, the slower, the slower he, got. he went. Finally, he got out. I thought he's coming back here to beat me up. <laughs> I didn't know. He stopped his truck yeah. and got out. In the road. Oh, my God. He got out, came back there, but he opened up the back of the truck, and he got up there. He was crying. Oh. And do you know what he had in the back of that truck? Open cartons of eggs. He was a farmer, an egg farmer and he needed the money so bad for those eggs and it was a bumpy road and he was afraid that those eggs were going to break and he could not take money home to feed his family wow. and there I was honking my horn yeah conviction and this poor sweet man yeah so I Which, decided mm. henceforth Never again. I cannot be impatient. I don't know what's in that I truck. Don't I don't what, know what's going on in that car. Come on. And, and I have got to learn to walk in love everywhere I go. Everywhere. The world will know that we are His by our love for one another. Amen. That's how yeah. you know. And you know it well. You know what the world looks like. You know what the world acts like. But let me tell you. You know when you see love operating in a person as well. We need that. We do. More of that. Oh my goodness. More of him and my life. That we're living right now, how desperate are we for love? How brightly can we shine if we allow him to love through us? That's why forgive everyone every day. I do that too. I get up and... I'll remember something. Uh, do you do I that? I hope you're taking notes of do what you, Dr. Keaton's saying. She's giving some great tips to us. Do you, do you get up and you remember something somebody said to you, like early in the mm-hmm. morning? I'll get up and I'll just be troweling on the makeup. Okay, I have to. Okay. All right, I'm Trowling. getting dressed. <laughs> it's not I that bad, but, you know, I just think sometimes, oh, right. oh. Yeah. you know, but uh, I'm working <laughs> on it, yeah. and I'll think, Oh, I remember something that somebody said to me. Yeah. You know what I do? I stop. I forgive them. Amen. I forgive them right now. Jesus, forgive me too. Amen. And so look, every time that, that something comes up, 
it might come up ten times. Yeah. Depending on how bad that incident was. Is within us. Okay, yeah. come on, it happened. Yeah. And you might remember it again. Yeah. If you get a little, oh, when that happens, forgive them again. Amen. Until it is done. Ooh, I don't care how many on. times it takes. You've got to Do keep yourself clean. So forgiving every day and repenting every day. Amen. This is the opposite of what all the false prophets are teaching. That's right. That's right. Listen up. Your, people your go to one hell. world religion that the Word of God told us will coming will hold on to those precepts. Hell is real. I've seen it. And you know what? God opened up hell in front of me one time. I was at Sodom and Gomorrah in Israel. You know they found it. Yes. A man named Ron Wyatt found yes. it. Yes. And I knew him. Did you really? Yes, I did. And uh, it smells to high heaven like sulfur. It smells Still bad. Still this day. And at now, certain I points. I saw the little clamshell looking things that they'd break open and find the sulfur. Oh, they're just laying them. around. Really? You can just pick them up. And we use them. We bring them home in Ziplocs. And we'll throw them against doors for judgment like a porn, now a you, porn printer. We'll throw it against the wall and curse it at the root. And they'll close. Wow. Now, you remember what it rained at Sodom and Gomorrah is why we're talking about it. Rained about brimstone it rained brimstone and fire. Yes. The brimstone was sulfur. Sulfur. And to this day, it's yellow there. It stinks to high heaven. But I, mm. I was on my knees praying for Israel, and, uh, and God opened up hell. There's more to that story. I'm truncating it a little. Mm -hmm. But he opened up hell, and I, uh, uh, sulfur clouds came out, stench. And I looked down, and people were many, thousands of arms in the air screaming, help me, help me, help me. And, and God closed that, and he said, there's no help for them. It's too late. He said, go help the ones that are still living. Wow. And since that day, I tell you what, That's I never want to miss an opportunity to win a soul. Amen. Because you know what the currency of heaven and earth and hell is? The greatest currency is souls. That's exactly In the valley right. of decision. Come on. There's so many right now. There are. Our schools are. have taught the children nothing but hate, revenge. They don't even know what Critical they are. Race they don't even know who they are. No. They don't they don't know even what gender they are. And the Bible's quite clear on this, but I will just say that they are confused. That's right. They've released fear and confusion and Jezebel. I wrote a whole book about this, mm -hmm. Jezebel versus Elijah. Elijah was crystal clear. Mm -hmm. Do you know after uh, God won that contest by fire, mm -hmm. Elijah took the sword and took all the 450 prophets of Baal down to the river and slew them all with his sword. Exactly. Exactly. People think he was nice. He was not. <laughs> he was a fireball. He was. Oh, I, I love to dwell on Elijah, but I will tell you this right now. Elijah did not run from Jezebel. Don't argue now. Come on. I'm going to tell I'm, you a I'm, secret. I'm listening. I'm going to hear you out right here. Come on. People think he ran from Jezebel. He ran to God. Okay. Do you know what he did? When she said, I'm going to kill you, he took off running, and he ran from... Israel northern all the way to southern mm -hmm. Judah where he went to the well of the oath. 
God. And he, he said, God, mm -hmm. kill me here. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said, fine. And so he ran to God. Why? Because that was where Abraham made his covenant with God. Isaac made his covenant with God. And Elijah ran to the well of the oath of the covenant with God. Mm -hmm. And God said, okay. He said, I'll feed you, sleep, I'll feed you again. Send the angels, okay, now go to this cave and meet me there. So Elijah went to God, not from Jezebel. He, he went to God. God. I love and that. And what did God do? He said, I still have stuff for you to do. Amen. Go and do this. Go and do this. You know, I saw just today a very similar situation with Jesus himself. Again, over in John 3 and John 11, where he was having an altercation with the Pharisees and their unbelief. And he was explain, He was saying, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Uh, you know, it, it, believe these, these things I do. But where he went from that altercation was back to his place of baptism. Back to the same concept you're talking about. That's what we must do. In your great trial, run to the Lord. Amen. So th here's the message. Elijah, the great prophet, everybody thinks he was a fear, fearful and running. For, hey, no, no, no. You can't he hardly ran to think God. that. If you really stop and think, you can get what you're saying. He's just That's taken right. on 400 prophets oh, please, of Baal, right? Please. And, he just won and, the contest. And he's, made a, and he's made a spectacle of them. The way he poured the water out, I mean, the way he just soaked the thing. Come on. And then comes this fire. Right. So, I mean, what's he to fear? Sure, he ran. He's not afraid of earth. He this ran is awesome. to I love this. God. Yes. And everybody missed it. Yeah. I've heard this preach wrong my whole Christian well, life. It, it, that's, gosh, Bree, it bears witness. It's all. And, and let me tell you one more Wait. thing. Let me tell you one more great lesson that, that you need to take away right there. And, and hear what I'm about to say. The greatest challenge for us as individuals is often not when we're in a difficult place, but when we've just had a great victory. That's right. That's but when we really taught, need to he, fall what on you're the telling of the Lord. me. He knew exactly what to do. He did. He knew after that great victory, he could not give the enemy room to swell up the That's pride within right. him, but he better run. I love that, Bree. Wow. That's good oh, stuff. The well of the covenant. He yes. went right to it, to the covenant that he knew his father's head with God. And Ooh. I love it. That's what I want to do. Amen. That's what I want everybody to do. Yes. Listen, I want to tell you one more story. Okay. Do we have time? Uh, uh, we, we've me? got time. What kind of we've time? We've got time. In fact, hold one second, because one thing I didn't do earlier, uh, uh, I wanted to invite you again. I hope you're enjoying this time with uh, Dr. Keaton and myself. But you know, it's all made possible. The body's made of many members fitly joined together by that which every joint and ligament supplies, even to the edifying of itself in love. Well, let me tell you, it takes all of us to do what we can do to make this possible. This precious man standing over behind the, the, the camera right now, the precious men in the stu in the uh, control room that are working in there, a lot of these guys are, are volunteering. 
doing things just in, in this hour. Let me tell you, it takes everyone and everything to keep the lights on and keep the message. Won't you just pray about being a part? Let's get this message out that Dr. Keaton's talking about tonight, the faithfulness of our loving Creator. What an hour to do it. Stay tuned. So, so Doctor, what, what else? You've got another story you said. Well, you to... uh, we haven't talked much about pygmies here tonight. Okay. But, but I do think it's important for people mm -hmm. to know that God sent me to the most dangerous place on planet Earth. And people are not aware of this. They do not know. Some people think that pygmies are extinct. Mm -hmm. But they are tiny, naked little people that live in trees in the deep, dark Congo of Africa. Mm -hmm. And when God told me, go to the pygmies, I was overjoyed. I wanted to go. I, I packed and I really? went. Eager. Oh, I'm mad. I couldn't wait to get yeah. there. And I gathered other friends from other missions. I, I'd been on a lot of missions. Mm -hmm. We've been to 50 countries, and mm -hmm. I've been everywhere. But the thing is, never to pygmies. Mm-hmm. So I was working in the deep Amazon rainforest, which is a whole different ballgame. But to go to the deepest, darkest Africa into a war zone, mm -hmm. this is like going into Afghanistan times 10. On steroids. There's no place more okay. dangerous than the Congo okay. on earth. So we went in there knowing that God would protect. So I got up to the border. I took seven friends that I gathered from other places in Africa, and we mm -hmm. drove all day. We got up to the border, it's quarter to six, it closes mm -hmm. at six, it's pitch dark at six. Sun comes up at six, so it's equator. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> we got to the top and there were four men standing over there with machine guns. Mm -hmm. And they started screaming and shaking their fists at us, screaming in Congolese, which I don't understand. Mm -hmm. So I just started singing, oh, the blood of Jesus in a loud voice. And they started uh, shooting in the air. Now, you know, I warmed up blood, sweat, and tears. And I remember, <laughs> what goes up must, must come down. down. The dumbest Spin thing you wheels. can do is shoot up because people die from the falling bullets. I, I just heard a story this week on roofs with holes in them from people shooting up. Okay, so you can verify. Absolutely. This is stupid. Yeah. So I'm just standing there singing, and I heard a noise that all seven of them ran down the hill with my luggage. But I know that God told me in an audible voice to go rescue pygmies. Mm -hmm. Is he going to let me die at the border? Probably not. No. No, there's no probably. He's not. <laughs> right. I, I'm a person of faith, you see. Amen. And everything I do, it has to be faith because yeah. we do impossible things. That's right. Nobody's ever done the things that God has called us to do. That's and right. we have to do it by faith That's because right. we're like, right. you know what I mean, forerunners. That's right. If that makes sense, I, I don't it. know. Absolutely. So, uh, so I was still singing and they turned the machine guns on me. So I just put my hand out like this, and I started shouting, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And a canopy of the glory of God came down all around me. It was mm. tangible, visible. Wow. And I looked, I can see I'm a seer. And I looked, and there were six huge 
angels in full battle dress standing all the way around me in a circle with their swords drawn. Mm. And I had my hand out shouting scripture, and they unloaded their machine guns at me. And all the bullets fell in the dirt at my feet. Mm. Now that's my God. Mm. That is our God. That is our God. You see, he's always going to be there. Sounds like the Israeli dome to me, you know. Uh, so they, our, they, our they is, unloaded their guns and surrendered to me. There you go. And they let us in. Yeah. And I won my first group of pygmies to Jesus. It was a small uh, tribe. We've, run eight, we've won 80,000 to Jesus now. Mm-hmm. 80,000 pygmies, mm-hmm. tribes all over Congo. You could fit three of Texas in the Congo. Mm-hmm. It's that big. Mm-hmm. So all over. Now... I want to tell you that not a day goes by when we're in there that either the rebel soldiers, that's the jihadist rebels are trying to kill us, or the African chiefs are trying to kill us, mm-hmm. or the voodoos or witch doctors are trying to mm-hmm. kill us, or even the pygmies mm-hmm. who are wild mm-hmm. will charge at us. They've knocked me down and jumped up on my back one time. <laughs> and so all these things are happening, and brother, I'm still here. You know why? I serve a big God. It's not your time. If God is for me, who can be against against me? And people need to know that right now. They really do. Our nation is becoming very dangerous. Very, and going to get more dangerous. Okay. So short of this measure of faith that that Dr. Keaton's talking about, you're, you're going to be subdued. And God wants us to be overcoming. It's... It's the persecution that God has allowed through the ages of those individuals that will, that will stand in the face of fire that spreads the gospel in power. And so it is the hour for us to begin speaking and living like Dr. Keaton is talking about, and God will show himself faithful. It's time, it's time to put it on the line. Well, here's what I believe, and this is what has seen me through, and I could sit here till the cows come home next Thursday okay. telling you miracle stories like the one you just heard. Sure. You know why it works? The Word works. Amen. If you will speak the Word, the angels will come, yes. and God will honor His Word. Absolutely. So another time, he, a bunch of... A bunch of uh, a big African chiefs, I say big because mm-hmm. the pygmies are small. Yeah. They came chasing us down this mountain, and we had right. come down the mountain, and there was a river, and then another mountain, and pygmies were up on the plateau up there. We could hear them. Mm-hmm. And so they came running, screaming down that mountain with their mm-hmm. machetes mm-hmm. and their machine guns screaming, la, 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 yeah. and they came to kill us for no reason. Right. Now, all my staff, I had them all with me. They came and made a row in front of me. They said, cross the river and we'll defend you. I said, no, I'll defend you. Stand aside. And I came up for the front and I stood in front of them with them all behind me. And I put my hand out. Now, there's about 200 enraged big Africans running at me, mm-hmm. ready to kill. Mm-hmm. And I put my hand out and I said, greater is he, I'm shouting, mm-hmm. who lives in me than he that's in the world. And I looked and I said, and there's more with us than there are with you. That's right. 
And I kept shouting scriptures. Amen. And they stopped. That's right. And they started screaming. There you go. Yeah. And they turned and they ran back up that mountain. Amen. And I said, God, open their eyes. Now, this is what Elisha did. It's exactly what When the Elisha. Syrian king tried I to had, kill them. So what I'm telling you is God never lost the recipe for anything no. he ever did. No. And they, in my team, I said, open their eyes. And they looked and there were hundreds of angels. And that's what they saw. And they ran in terror from us. Well, and, and uh, you've, you've got to remember, I mean, th there's, there's two wonderful stories that I'm thinking of right here. But when Elisha was at the city of Dothan, and they had been surrounded, and his servant boy went out on the veranda and saw that they had been surrounded and, and was in utter fear, and Elisha steps out onto the veranda with him and, and sees the situation, sizes it up, and says, uh, God... Would, would you just open my, my helper's eyes that he might see? And do you remember what he saw? The chariots of fire That's were right. encircling the enemy that had encircled Dothan. This is That's what we're right. talking about. So this is yes. the reality of our God. And God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. One thing I, I left off the first story where they unloaded their guns at me, the we're, angels that were surrounding me, in full battle dress, their swords they had in the air were flaming. Wow. And I knew well, they'd come straight from the throne of God, but mm. God didn't lose the recipe for chariots of fire either. No, he did not. He still got them. He's still God. And, and Marie, I can tell you right now, our time is just about out. So we're going to have to this get back together. Fun. It has been fun, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, God is good. Yeah, I know. And heard our prayers. Yeah. And so. That's our prayer right now for, for you is that what we prayed before we ever came on was that tonight or today, whenever you see this, that God will speak to you. Your, your hearts, the Spirit has been preparing your hearts, and we pray tonight that something that was said will bring just exactly what you need to step into a deeper relationship with the Lord because there is nothing like it in the whole wide world. It is the greatest adventure that anyone can live. And God is not a respecter of persons. He will not do for Bree, Dr. Keaton, or for me what he won't do for anyone. And so it is a blessing and an opportunity for you to step in to a relationship with the lover of your soul. The Lord bless you and keep you.